Hello, and welcome back to what is sure to be a mildly disappointing episode of the Chainsaw Buffet Podcast. And I only say that not because I don't have the utmost confidence in our ability to bring out quality uh, podcast material each and every outing, but our uh, last podcast, You're Not the Best Round, was so well received that it's time to lower your expectations accordingly. Um, I got effusive praise from close friends and relatives. Glad my oldest brother, who is not easily amused, but uh, hey, Joe, if you're listening, um, but hey, again, we're we're looking for fans who are not uh, people friends we or family. already know. Yeah, that would be great. So, friends and family, get off your ass and uh, do some recruiting for us because we're too fucking lazy to do it. Um, so we've been busy for for a little while. It's been a while since we've done just a general bullshit podcast, hasn't it? Yes, yes, it has. Um. I don't know that that necessarily qualifies us as being busy, but at least the last couple of weeks we've well, been busy. Well, excluding the Karate Kid, oh God, why were we doing this marathon? Um, that was actually pretty good. I would it, like it, to see more like that. We do need to get to work on that. But um, there was also um, Anime Weekend Atlanta, and then there was... Um, GMX, which GMX. we did a panel. Yes. Is that video, I know that video is up on YouTube. Is it up on the site yet? I have not put it up on the site yet, but I probably will this evening. So. I, I, I'm terribly surprised that you didn't think to put the uh, embed codes just in source HTML instead of... I can't remember why I originally did that. It may be to... Well, it's one of those things where it's easy for somebody else who's not familiar with like all the, all the HTML crap, you know, like Jeffrey posts from time to time, but... I think, I think the rest of us are fairly used to coding, at least in small degrees, like myself. Enough to be dangerous, not enough to be useful. In yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I can't remember if I did something in the RSS feeds specifically with that or what, but uh, yeah, I'll just dump it in. Fuck it. It'll be up on the site, hopefully, by the time this podcast is up. So, uh, oh, yeah. Or, or, or if not, it's on YouTube. Uh, was it under? It's like chainsawbuffet.com. Yeah, that's that's the username. Is taken. And uh, and there's GMX podcasting panel. You can probably search it for it under that. Yes. Um, and also in other uh, damn we've been busy mo- uh, news. I was on the Conehaw uh, Corner podcast for their Halloween episode. How did that go? Um, about what you would expect it to. You know. They do a style differently where we're more sort of free-range conversation, anything-goes style. Yes. They are very much round-robin because they've got, you know, like six to eight people going at once. So they'll yeah. say, hey, what do you think about... We could benefit from that, but I don't think any of us are uh, disciplined or uh, willing to... Uh, oh, fuck no. ...seed control to anyone else. No way. Um, but it went... It been, Went about as well as you would expect uh, from me. You know, they they didn't talk a lot about uh, the show or the manga itself, at least in the portions that I was on, because, you know, it was like 11 o'clock at night when we started recording, and uh, they were just kind of doing one of their special episodes, and they were uh, letting us basically do a brief critique of some of the Halloween-themed Naruto fan art. And I'm apparently history's greatest monster. How do you figure? Uh, well, I, I was giving consistently lower scores. Um, like, a good example is there is one of, one of the characters, I don't even remember which one it was, as the Headless Horseman. But the problem was was that the character was not recognizable in any way, shape, or form. I didn't know... Honestly, not I didn't recognizable know... to you. No, you don't no, no. Li- eat, sleep, and breathe this stuff. Here's the thing, though. Like, I was like, I can't tell who this is, other than just the Headless Horseman. There's like a million of them out there. So I Googled who the character was supposed to be, did like a Google image search, and set them side by side, and I'm like, no, even knowing what this character looks like, I cannot fucking tell. And everybody else was like, yeah, that's badass looking. I'm giving it a 10. I'm like, no, that's a 3. It's a three for me because I can't, I can't tell who the fuck it is, and it's not that great of a headless horseman. So what you're saying is, we're probably not going to be invited back to anything. Probably not. All right, cool. But uh, but I don't know. Um, if if you watch the uh, video panel, Guard did invite us to like uh, their panels at MTAG. Yes, that was that was pre. That was pre. Podcast. 
I had podcast some, recording. I had some good one-liners in there, though. I'm not. I'm not going to give them out. I'm going to encourage you to actually go out watch and watch it. The, watch it whenever it uh, goes up. They put their uh, podcast up on YouTube under Kona Hawk Corner. Um, they're on Facebook, and I think they're on iTunes and stuff too. So yeah. you guys can check it out then. I, I think every panel needs the bad guy, but the problem is considering uh, if you consider most of our. Uh, reviews and discussions that we do on this podcast. I'm not sure which of us is the good guy. It's definitely not me. Um, anyway, let's let's talk a little bit about GMX. This is our first expedition out there. Yes. And our first time doing panels. Um, uh, what did you think about GMX? Well, it was... Um, well, I really didn't know what to expect going in. Like I said, it's associated with MTAC. It's... Definitely, if you look at the schedule, it's trying to be uh, something more along the lines of Dragon Con. So right. I figured it would be smaller than MTAC. I didn't know what the crowd would be like. Um, it was it was a smaller con, but it wasn't too small. Well, I actually liked the yeah. Um, uh, we we've been to cons that were kind of empty before. Yeah, and since they're not doing it this year, I feel safe in saying Kajanka Con. Yeah. Um, when when we're your major guests, that's when you know you have a problem. Well, although, I would although say they're, they're they're good people, and, but you know the reason they're not doing it this year is because of organizational scheduling. and scheduling issues. It's not anything to do with. Well, oh, we don't want to do it anymore. The times I've been to Kajanka Con, Saturday hasn't been horrible. Friday night hasn't been horrible, but like if you go on Sunday. Empty. There's no one. Yeah, uh, which you know, usually cons are winding down. Yeah, so, your your general convention crowds, your one day guys come in on Saturday, and so that's when you've got your right your biggest turnout. Um, but I was I was actually happy with the size of the con. It wasn't this huge, you know, just crush of people. Um, and I was actually surprised. Like the the crowd seemed a bit older than what you get at most anime cons, which I thought it was really good because you don't have to deal with you know people going. I lost the game. Uh, they were very enthusiastic too. I yes. mean, you had people that were on the verge of being that guy. Yes. At least in the panels I, I I was at, there wasn't a distinctive that, that guy. There were actually panels where that was encouraged. Like the uh, I went to the Boba Fett panel on on Sunday just because I had nothing. Um, else to do. It's not. I, I'm not a huge fan of Boba Fett. It was just Star Wars, and yeah, like there were there was a lot of good audience participation, audience discussion, but there was not like one guy going, "No, man, Boba Fett's the best!" Yay! You know. Um. Yeah, I enjoyed it for what it was. It's not. Trying to think of a good word. It's not necessarily my cup of tea because, yeah, like the general fandom sort of conventions don't hold a lot for me because my interests are very narrowly confined into mostly video games and anime. Yeah. Um, you know, they had a panel on Burnos, which I loved, obviously. Um, yeah, and, and GMX seems like the kind of con where you can do that stuff, just yeah, off the wall. I have to say, it's hard to get a feel for the con, considering that we were there so little and we were more preoccupied with, you know, making sure we were in the right place. And It was a business trip for us. It was a business trip. And, I mean, I'd like to go back and maybe do the same number of panels, but stay in a con hotel and go all three days or something and and actually figure it out. Um, I mean, that was, like, one of my comments was, it was awesome that they put main events in the atrium, and then there were people on the forums complaining about it because you couldn't actually hear. Yeah, that if you uh, even watching the uh, YouTube video, there's parts where you can barely hear us because the main events out in the atrium are so loud yeah. that somebody opens the door, it drowns everything. Well, out. you couldn't. You couldn't even. You couldn't necessarily hear main events. Was the 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 uh, criticism, which, I mean, if, if we'd gone to anything in main events, we'd probably have known that, but it, it was a cool setup. Yeah. yeah. Uh, sadly, I'm not really a fan of Star Trek Voyager or uh, no. 
forget who else was there. I mean, uh, Chris Judge from Stargate. I mean, to their credit, I'm sure they're fine shows and they have their fandoms, but you know, mostly sci-fi doesn't appeal to me. Like, I, I got off the boat somewhere a couple of seasons in Deep Space Nine where I'm like, you know what? Call me when you get back on the Enterprise. And then they yeah. got back on the Enterprise and they had uh, Sam Beckett on there, but no uh, Al or Ziggy. And I'm like, nope. Keep well, going. Al was actually in Battlestar Galactica, so there you go. That's true. I've I've watched a little bit of PSG <laughs> and, and like what I saw. Weirdly, I uh, got sucked in one day to a whole marathon of uh, Andromeda and haven't gone back to it since, but if I'm sure if it came back on, I'd be like, oh, it's that show again, and I'd lose another six hours, and I'd wake up and be like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. I They, they were going to have a guest from BSG there, Aaron Douglas, but he had some last-minute conflict, which actually really sucked, because that that's about the only sci-fi show I've been into recently. And I mean, in the... You know, in years. Um... It's not so much that I was interested in the guests, but seeing the the number and caliber of guests that they got kind of gives me hope for future. You know, they're not just screwing around. They're actually, you know... Building towards something? Yes. So so how did you feel uh, doing panels for the first time? Um... I don't know. It depends on which panel you talk about, because they were all kind of different. They really were. Um, I don't know. I, I've done a little bit of speaking, and I'll be honest, I'm not really good at giving presentations, but Q&A, I feel like I do pretty well on. Um, so, once I got up there, it wasn't too bad. I was really nervous before, because I didn't know... In, in many cases, I didn't know exactly what we would do if the crowd was cl- quiet. Luckily, not an issue. No, unfortunately. Um, yeah, it's it's been a while since I've done any public speaking like that, but it didn't really bother me. Um, the D&D panel was really enthusiastic. Like, we started 15 crap. minutes early. That was awesome. Because um, like, whoever was supposed to run the panel before us didn't show, and they just kind of did their own thing, and we showed up, and they're like, "Hey, let's talk about D and D now." And I'm like, "Okay, yeah." Well, and, and a lot of people were kind of having fun with it in the sense of like, you know, the Cobra group that was like, "Can I play as a Cobra?" Actually, I don't think they actually did the uh, the voice. No, I think it's just Baroness that asked yeah. most of the questions. She was pretty hot, by the by. But uh, <sighs> anyway, yeah. Which which is fine. I mean, they can have fun with it. I'm not taking it super seriously because, for some reason, they they were thinking that we were some sort of experts on it, and I'm like, I think that's natural. But I don't know. I, I mean, I, I did kind of want to end all of my answers with, I don't know. What, what do, do you think? think? Which you know, uh, 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 most of my answers went along the line of. Do whatever the fuck you want to. It's just a rule set. Yeah, which I think, I mean, obviously that's not why we were there. No. Uh, was to say that. But I, I thought we we gave a couple of options. And we allowed the, the crowd to give options as well. So Mostly that one guy. Mostly that one guy. We actually got a comment on the forums about our panel. I'm like, yeah, it was really fun, except with this one guy. And I wanted to kill him. I was like... Well, we tried to, t- I, I at least tried to tend more towards the, uh, err more towards letting people talk than cutting them off, but. If I saw someone's hand go up, I tried yeah. to, to moderate it, but. Yeah, but I didn't want to, um, actually the D&D panel was the one I was most worried about, because Charlie and Chad was going to be, were going to be there. And then they weren't. And then they weren't. And so I was really depending on you and Chad to go back and forth. There's going to be this whole, uh, I want to have sex with 4th edition on my side. 4th edition doesn't exist. Yeah, on Chad's side. The great thing, though, about that panel was, unlike the other two panels I did, you can go in there and pretty much say whatever you want. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. 
Yeah, that was that was one of the things I was really worried worried about, especially with the D and D panel, because I knew there were going to be things that you know it was just going to be out of control. Yes, but it went off pretty well. We'll probably do another one next year. I yeah. imagine. I hope so. Uh, it'll be uh, Dungeons, Dragons, and other stuff. TWO instead of TOO, or maybe just the number two. That works. Um, that at least establishes us as a uh, uh, regular thing. Yes. That would be nice. This is where the con is is starting to form and, and, and uh, take on a structure and a culture, and uh, we can be there. Yeah, maybe they can put <laughs> us on the guest list next year. Uh, I'm going to say it's not going to happen, but I'm going to... That's a, damn it, I'm going to shoot for it. It's a goal. I mean, that's one of the things when we started this up, I'm like, it would be really cool if they did have us there as guests. Because they have a lot of these, you know, um, different groups there that they actually do list as guests. Yeah. Although they usually, you know, have done bigger stuff or, you know, won awards or some yeah. shit like that. And we're, we're a bunch of jagoffs. But... Uh, that's a lot of pressure, so, uh, we'll see, because uh, <laughs> I could just see us screwing ourselves over, like, yeah, we're on the list, and then someone says something stupid. It, it will, uh, be me unless Not Chad's necessarily. There. Unless Chad's there. Yes. And then it's just, like, a coin flip or something. Yeah, we're, we're gonna arm wrestle to see who, uh, sends everything we've done down the tubes the fastest. Um... Uh, I'll say something wildly inappropriate to one of the voice actresses. Yeah, or Chad will I, I'm just say something wildly inappropriate. I'm surprised that uh, that didn't happen during the Laura Bailey thing. That that I managed to uh, no, that's just stay, uh, stay nice the whole time. See, see, that was like that was us just getting our feet wet. We True. we we had the respect there. We were like, wow, we are we are in a really important place with that, really important all rights, people. We should not be. Now we're going to be used to it, and now we're going to do something really dumb. Because yeah, just wait like two or three years from now when yes. we've done like a whole bunch of them. And we're just going to be like, so, uh, you got kids yet? <laughs> what are you, their mother? <laughs> exactly. Uh, uh, that's not wildly inappropriate. That's just lame. True. Uh, I was just thinking off the top of my head. Oh. Uh, just, just wait. Uh, one of these days, I'm going to get Jessica Strauss on the podcast, and that's when the wildly inappropriate stuff is going to happen. Because Oops, Jessica Strauss, um, among many, many other things, she was in Wolf's Reign, uh, Geass, But the thing I'm thinking of that will cause the most problems is that she is Jury in uh, Super Street Fighter Four, who is a very oversexed character. I mean, I, I'm just going to be like, so you know, you ever have phone sex in the Jury voice or something? I don't know. Um, it's it's gonna happen. Oh, I, thank God nobody listens to us right now. Yes, hopefully it will only happen when someone actually does listen. <laughs> I know personal ramifications. I I would hate for uh, all that uh, <laughs> inappropriate behavior to go to waste. Oh, anyway, D and D panel. Uh, <laughs> let's let's move on to the podcasting panel. I podcasting, think. yeah. That was on Sunday. Uh, yes. It was originally supposed to be on Saturday, but they had to change it for reasons unknown. Um, yep. it, it was a smaller crowd, but naturally, because it was Sunday and everybody else was getting out of Dodge. Um, but still, pretty pretty good. Um, yep. We, uh, again, you know, Chad and Charlie were supposed to be there, and then they weren't. So we... Uh, Got got a volunteer to uh, help us out on that panel, uh, yep. Gothic Gara from Kanaha Corner, which was cool. It was it was, it was good cool. having him on there. Yeah, and and it was it was really what I was hoping for when when we were planning the panel was having that other, um, you know, having someone else because there's really no one way to do podcasting. So, no, you know. uh, except for our way. And, of course, I know nothing about the nuts and... You know, somebody who wants to uh, get into podcasting, they're going to want to know all the things that you know, Dylan, as opposed to all the things that I know, which is how well, to send an email and how to use Google. Yeah, and actually, uh, what was funny, Charlie and I were talking about the, this over the weekend, and he's like, 
you know, because one of the things I said was, like, the way we did it is not the way anyone should ever do it. Like, because we built the site, you know, I, I built the site from scratch, you know, we, because we were using it to do articles and, and stuff, and then drop, you know, bolted on the podcasting thing on the side, and it's like, yeah, but, and he was like, yeah, but, you know, oh, you have to have that experience to tell people what to do and what not to do, so. Anyway, I don't know how I got off of that. It was a pretty good panel, although going back and watching it, I realize I came off as horribly incoherent at times. <laughs> Just because Gar is awesome. He likes to talk, and I'm kind of like, I'm not used to to doing the discussion with that flow. Yeah. So I'm just like, okay, wait for a break. Go! You know, and... Yeah. Like, there were so many half-finished ideas. You you do sort of have to uh, interpose yourself. Yes, yes. And uh, it's rough. Nothing against him. It's just... uh, None at all. uh, No, it's just... Literally... like, well, it's not the first time we've been on a panel with him, but... No, it's it's a little bit different, though, because we're on a roundtable, and he gave his answer and passed the microphone yeah. on. Whereas here, you know, it's it's essentially two different uh, styles having to mesh on the fly. And I yes. think we did a pretty good job I think we did, all. too. It's the type of thing I would like to go back and, uh, you know, next year maybe do. And hopefully kind of have the lessons learned to go through and uh, do a better panel. Well, assuming that, uh, you know, we haven't blown all of our goodwill uh, by the end of this podcast, much less down the road, I'm sure we'll have other... Why are we going to blow the goodwill at the end of this podcast? I don't know, man. I've already thrown out so many hypotheticals. I don't know. I mean, we we generally said we like GMX. Yes. So no, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm really going back to the whole, uh, you know, me... Basically jumping the shark at some point. Um, Going off the rails, showing up to a podcast really, really drunk. You know... uh, Caffeine (laughs) and booze energy. Okay, caffeine maybe. I I, I don't know. I've been worried that we would kill our goodwill by throwing out flyers and stuff like that. And there are so many things we could, so many offensive things we could do to, uh, to kill our goodwill, but... Most of this stuff, it's like, it's anime conventions. People walk around in skimpy clothes and talk about Yaoi and Yuri and, you know, hentai. It's like, what's going to offend people? What are we going to do? Don't answer that. I was about to say, there there would have to be like a blackface routine involved or something terrible like that. And the thing is, I'm not going to go there. I was going to say, like, yeah, yeah. There's at least one member of the podcast who might do that, if only to make fun of racists, but people wouldn't get it because <laughs> they would do it the wrong way. That that would be like, uh, how, <laughs> I forget who it was, but someone in you know Oregon politics who thought that the slants were racist, even though they're all Asians. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that's, uh, that was GMX in a nutshell, and... Uh, let's let's move on a little bit and uh, yes. talk about some random crap for a little bit. Okay. Uh, Rock Band Three. Oh man, it's, um, it's awesome. I haven't really played much just because we have been doing so much. But um, honestly, I'm I felt kind of empty after it released because there's still that pro guitar out there. That is the thing. Um, that the keyboard and the, the pro keys are guitar. nice. Now there's there's a pro button guitar. But yeah, no. the Mustang. Yes. Yeah, the the pro keys are nice, and honestly, keyboard just regularly is kind of boring because you're just playing with five keys, you know, back to back, and yes. it's nice that you can use it to play like bass or guitar on it. But you know, it's playing bass or guitar without having to strum. Yes. But yeah, the pro guitar with the uh, Squire that didn't they announce is coming out March first for two hundred eighty dollars. Yes, pre-ordered January first, and I'm gonna 
I'm going to do that as soon as I can because I have a feeling that thing's going to be so limited. Yeah, it's going to be really limited. It's probably going to go very quickly. Yeah, uh, I can't imagine. Like, it's such a weird product. It's like not the type of thing you would sell in like a GameStop or. I mean, it is a real instrument. Yeah. Um, isn't the normal version of that same instrument like two hundred and fifty dollars? I'm really surprised that yes, they came in. That's what at two eighty. I, I don't know. It depends. I think this is probably like I was. Something. I was hoping for around three hundred, but thought it would probably end up being like three thirty or something. Yeah. Just ridiculous. I have to wonder if it's kind of a loss leader for Fender in the sense that you know, um, one they've got their name all over the game, and two. That's what that's what uh whoever decides to learn by playing rock band 3 that's the instrument they're going to play on and that's the brand that they're going to be comfortable with going yes. forward if they ever upgrade to another guitar. Yes. And well I mean it's it's a pretty well known brand so right. Um what do you think about the set list? You know honestly the set list is something well okay it had a lot of, of of good stuff from the 60s and 70s and even 80s, which I've never been a big fan of, but I think I'm starting to kind of come around. There's a few good songs from the 80s that are worth remembering, yes. but you have to sort through a lot of crap. Yes, okay. that That's a good way of putting it. Of course, that's not surprising since I added the keyboard. Yeah. The set list overall is, like, by this go-around, I didn't even care that much. Because, you know, you've got downloadable content, Rock Band Network, you can import three other games, Lego Rock Band, Rock Band 1, Rock Band 2. My my one complaint is that, at least as of yet, there's no support from any of the previously available songs either on disc or download for any of the Rock Band 3 features. Yeah, it's not surprising though. I mean, that's... Well, I understand they've got like 2,000 songs. It's not yeah. something that, uh, you know, it's just like turning on the switch. But I would like to see, and I, I don't know if there's any plans for this, I would like to see, you know, some support maybe for, if not just the games on the other discs, you know, maybe for some of the top Downloaded songs. Yeah, I don't know that. Although I, I want to say I read a blog post on, um, on the Rock Band site that said you would have to pay extra for like pro guitar in certain songs. I don't know if that's true or not, but I remember seeing that pricing thrown in there somewhere. Like it, it would be nice if they did like, you know, ten or fifteen dollar. Like upfront payment, and when they do it, you know, you get like so many song supports, and then as they go through, they'll, you know, throw new ones on there, and you'll just get those automatically. That would be cool, but I don't know that they'll do it. It's probably not to their advantage to do it. I mean, as many songs as they're cranking out, um, but it's pretty awesome that they have this support going forward. And I don't think all downloadable content will actually have pro features available. Um, Cause that's, you got to think too, that like for pro guitar on expert level, you're probably getting full tablature to these oh, songs. Yeah. And below that you've, you know, you've got someone who has to translate that into something more complicated than just five button pushes. Oh, I absolutely agree with that. It's just there's sort of a disconnect between what's reasonable and at this point you've thrown it out there what's expected. Yes. I don't know. I think, I mean, Rock Band has beat the crap out of Guitar Hero at this point and Power <laughs> Power Gig, of waiting, course, is the big... I was waiting for someone to bring it up. Oh, yeah. Uh, Power Gig, the game you play with a real guitar, but you don't play real notes on. Well, I don't know. That, that remains to be seen, as we haven't played Pro Mode, what Rock Band is like, but I'm sure... Well, according to the reviews of Power Gig, you know, it's basically just playing Rock Band with, you know, a six-string guitar instead of 
a five button guitar um, because you don't play real chords. Apparently, the story behind that game was they were in a meeting with one of the executives and they said, you know, we've got an idea for where you, you know, play a music game with a guitar. And then the executive cut them off mid sentence and didn't, didn't let them finish. So that was the game. You play, it's Guitar Hero with a real guitar, not, um, a guitar game where you learn to play the guitar. Right. So, sucks to be Power Gig. Yes, but, I mean, they if you look at what they were going up against, of course, we didn't know when we first heard about Power Gig that Rock Band 3 was going to have what it has. It's but, going to have uh, Power Gig Killer mode? Yes, pretty much. But, of course, and, and one thing I read in that review was that actual guitar itself was pretty crappy and didn't, um, you know, you had to have the silencer on or else it picked up all this, you know, all the extra noise and, and stuff like that. Um, I don't know. The, the big advantage that Rock Band has is they can do the real guitar. They can also do the button guitar. They can, you know, they have everything. They are, they're putting all their eggs in the, uh, you know, single guitar peripheral basket. Now, I already know the answer to this, but I want it on uh, on the podcast for posterity's sake. Are there any uh, track download packs that you're looking forward to for Rock Band 3? Uh... Perhaps involving a uh, piano-centric artist. Why, surely you can't be talking about Billy Joel. <laughs> surely I am. Oh, We've told that story so many times. Do we have to get, like, if you don't know the story by now... You haven't been around this, like, the last few weeks? Yeah, just go Google it. Rock Band Billy Joel. I'm sure it will come up somewhere. I, I'm going to go ahead and tell okay. the story. Um, D- Dylan was telling me this story, and I just think it's badass. Apparently, as... I don't watch The Office, so... You no. know, think less of me, if you will, but... Apparently, uh, I saw an article today on Dig that said if you watch The Office, apparently you think you're better than everyone else or something. Nice. It it has that personality link there. Weird. For what you, you know, take that as you will. I am better than everyone else, but I don't watch The Office. Is that, <laughs> is that better? Now, I think maybe now, now you're just a hipster. <laughs> I'm not doing it ironically. Um, I'm no, but sincere. it's too mainstream. It's just... That's what all the other arrogant people watch in this. True. I, I only watch uh, shows that are on, uh, you know, Fox on Friday night at 9. And I do it ironically. Oh. Um, so anyway. <laughs> anyway. Apparently there is an episode of The Office that aired fairly recently where they, they make some mention about Billy Joel being on Rock Band. And Entertainment Weekly is talking about the episode in one of their articles, and the writer says, you know, God forbid that Billy Joel's ever on Rock Band. And Billy Joel apparently reads the article. Uh, He reads Entertainment Weekly. Who knew? And he calls up his agent right away and says, you've got to get me on this game. And so, you know, they announce, you know, the Billy Joel track back, and there's like all these songs. Name a Billy Joel song is probably on there. Uh, I actually know a lot more Billy Joel songs than what's on there, because I keep... Um, I actually went back and listened to... Actually, Amazon MP3 had one of his uh, albums on their $5 uh, downloads this month. and I, So I've actually gone back and listened to a lot of it. And I keep going like, man, I wish this song was on there. And my, my hope is that that list said, it the set includes. <laughs> I'm just throwing that in there. Maybe, maybe there's more. Um, yes. Anyway... Uh, and he apparently writes the uh, author of the Entertainment Weekly column and basically says, uh, you know, any time that uh, I get a royalty check, I'm going to think of you. And uh, yeah. so basically you can download a giant digital middle finger. On, Not exactly uh, what people think of when they think of Billy Joel. I don't think. I think most people they, think they of think piano. probably man. like, you know, wholesome, you know. It is not wholesome. It really isn't, but that's... That's the uh There's a song called Captain Jack that's 
in that list. Go go listen to it. I understand. I will wait. I understand, but that's his perception. <laughs> I know. His his perception is not of the you know hardcore rocker. It's also music, which is always always uh, disillusioned when you actually listen to uh, what they're singing. About. I think it's more that he's kind of this. You know, first of all, he plays piano and. I don't want to say classically trained, but it, it definitely does have that vibe of more, uh, um, you know. He watches The Office, so he I thinks he's better than everybody else? Singer type. I, I don't know. It, it, it's not exactly what we think of as cool. No. Um, but anyway, I love that story. I, I just love the fact that he's like, you know what, fuck it, I'm Billy Joel. I can do whatever the hell I want. And the thing is, like, that and I said this. You can go back and listen to it. Like that's what they need to have. They need to have some of those artists. They've got an Elton John track on there. They need to have more of that with the keyboard because that's how Isn't you that, like, show Crocodile it. Rock or something like that. It is no uh, Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting. Okay, Crocodile Rock I think was in a previous maybe DLC or something. Yes. No, it was Lego Rock Band because they had like all these weird kitty songs on there. Yes, and then you had like you know. Queen and Incubus, I'm like, there's there's a little bit of a weird dichotomy going on. Yeah, I'm pretty meh on the uh, Rock Band 3 uh, set list for the most part. You know, there's like a handful of songs that I, I enjoy, and there's a couple that I'm going to have to learn the words to, but, you know, Bohemian Rhapsody's awesome. Um, you know, they, they've doubled my pleasure on the... Uh, Queens of the Stone Age, although one of them's them Crooked Vultures, which, you know, same lead singer and guitarist. Um, so, some pretty exciting songs on that, but mostly I'm like, Amy Winehouse? What the hell, man? Yeah. You know, the thing is, I don't even, like I said, set list, meh, because I have new instruments. That's all I care about. <laughs> All right, well, one other thing uh, we want to get to, because you are, in fact, a Xbox Live indie developer. You can yes. put that on your business card. There's a game out there, Inca Blocks. Everybody go download it. Um, give Mike and Dylan that nice, fat royalty check of, like, yes. 50 cents. Um, Boost us up over 99 sales. Oh, that would be nice. Because, you know, you like, 50 of those are download codes that you gave to us, right? Yeah, I probably gave out too many of those, but, you know. Why uh, why get the milk when you can have the cow for free? It was just a dollar at that point. It was just a dollar. I, I hope you'll pay. Um, uh, yeah. Anyway, I think I would probably care more about it if I was actually currently in the process of developing an indie game. But... Well, we haven't gotten to what the actual story okay. is. Yes. Uh, you're, you're jumping ahead of me. Uh, oh, I know, I know, but I, I'm just going to throw that out there. Well, there, there's been a story making, uh, making the rounds the day of this recording. They recently updated the Xbox Live dashboard, and they moved around where everything's located. And one of the things that they moved around was uh, Xbox Live Indie Games. And I forget where it's at. I was able to find it because I was looking for it, but it's kind of in a one-off place. It is under Games Marketplace. If you go under Games Marketplace, I believe all of your box titles and your arcade titles are together. Indie Games is under a section called Specialty Shops, which has um, Avatar Clothing, Indie Games, Rock Band, Guitar Hero, and... Oh, Game Room. Yeah, gee, I don't ever see anybody visiting that for, you know, rock band or... God forbid there are people that buy shit for their avatars, but they do it. They do it. Actually, I did download the rock band store. It was pretty cool, but the my main point in downloading the rock band store was to see if they had um, rock band network up there, which they do not, which what seems the, to be... What like, the hell, rock band store? Yeah, like, that would be the key. But apparently, again, it's an indie thing, so uh, Microsoft has to bury it. So. Anyway, uh, yeah, there are some developers saying that they're not pleased with the new placement. Oh, that is an understatement. Uh, and, and to be fair, it's they 
Well, we're just to uh, to clarify the understatement there. We are in the uh, you know the age of the internet and media where everything has to be highly effusive praise or uh, scathing uh, swear word filled uh, oh. damnations upon everyone and everything. I, I agree that it's it's become a little bit dramatic. I, I think. To a certain extent, it's fair because um, at least at least with the old Xbox dashboard, you had about a week on new arrivals to get any sales at all. Like that was your the maximum. Like that was your big high sales point. Um, so now with this hidden, it's a little bit harder to uh, you know to get people to indie games and, you know, get your week's worth of sales. Probably actually less than a week at this point. Um, so, I mean, I understand because developers are counting on indie game, like, they're counting on the dashboard to drive sales. Um, With all due respect, um, yeah, that would be like us counting on, you know, iTunes for all of our downloads. I mean, it just doesn't work like that. You've got to get yourself out there somehow. Now, I'm not saying it's easy, no. but I'm saying you've got to do it. I think that's true. I mean, you, you do have to find a way to market your game, but at, by the same token, you know, if you hit, um, you know, actually, I don't know how iTunes works. That's a bad example, but a lot of people do count on iTunes to, you know, the advertising and, you know, the fact that people can go out and search. Um, I mean, that, that's part of the reason you're giving them a cut of your, well, of your money is for that publishing and that marketing. I don't know. Developers, like I said, developers have a history of being love-hate with Microsoft on indie games. Um, they've they've screwed people over. Like, um, XNA 4, they released it, but no one knew when it was coming to Xbox. So, you know, they had a, you know, their big update from Creators Club to App Hub. Didn't tell anyone. The site was just down for a weekend. So, that's this is uh, this is like battered women woman syndrome or whatever you know. This is you can change you know, them. Yes, we can change them, but they're only going to hit you again. It's oh, true. You know. uh, I don't know. I, like I said, I, I don't have a huge opinion on it one way or the other. Now, once we get game marks going and I start looking at doing indie game development, I may once again have that. Um, the only thing I'll say is I don't see Microsoft just doing a 180 and releasing an update, you know, next week. No, they, they uh, do like the twice a year up massive overhaul. They're not yes. like uh, Sony where it's like, oh, something's broke. We'll release a firmware patch next week. And well, but it's not even that. I mean, even even little things like this, people have been complaining about indie games placement on the dashboard for forever and it's not something that they it's probably something they can go in there and tweak but they don't I'm glad you clarified because I can complain about some of the indie games for a while but you know what do you mean like zombie massage avatar 6 and oh yeah that that's a whole other issue actually one thing I did want to mention about that is one of the things that killed me about the placement of indie games you go into specialty shop and the thing looks like an ad. It looks like the ad type of ad you would see under like the featured section. Is is it like flashing or you know? No, it's just. Does really it look like it'll give your busy. Xbox spyware if you download it? No, it just looks really busy. And and while that would be a good thing, in my mind, it doesn't register as this is a category. It right. registers a, to me as. This is something that they put up here this week that they want me to see and next week. So It'll be something else. I just would scroll right on by it unless I was really watching close. Anyway, I've, I've gone on too long about that one. Hey, uh, one last thing. Uh, let's talk fancy football a little bit. Okay. Um, Dylan, you've been kicking our asses all up and down yes. the place. Uh, yes. 
Although, uh, I had my Arnold Schwarzenegger and Predator, if it bleeds, you can kill it, get to the chopper, moment last week when I actually beat you. Uh, so, and then so, Jeffrey did this week. Oh, so, did Jeffrey meet uh, you? Yes. We're, you guys are probably <laughs> actually tending to your teams more than I am. True. Um, I barely beat Jen this week, and she had like three people on by that she didn't even bother to switch out. That's, that's how much of a shit storm uh, I was in the middle of, because... <sighs> Actually, I got, it, it kind of ticked me off because I'd been checking it and, you know, like checking the news and they were talking about, oh, Antonio Gates may play. He might not play. And like, oh, I'll take him out and put in, you know, I think I have Jeremy Shockey. I don't know. Again, none of these people's names mean right. anything to me. Um, and he got like four points and, oh, turns out Antonio Gates played. And, Scored 18 points. Well, uh, I, I'll do you one better, just for the sheer douchebagginess of it. Uh, that week I played you. Uh, as as per my predilection, I was starting Adrian Peterson and Frank Gore, who I uh, traded for for Jen for Javid Best and someone else I can't remember. Um, which has worked out really well for me in the long run. And I expect we'll continue to pay dividends when... Uh, San Francisco plays through their division, which fucking sucks. But uh, if Frank Gore had like 15 points a week, I played you. Darren McFadden, who was sitting on my bench, had like 40-something. I was uh, like, damn I, it. I hate that, though. The, you know, the, the week you're... Of course, I've had, I've had a lot of buys the past couple of weeks, so I've been screwed anyway. Yeah, it's the middle of the season, so... And I've got another bye week coming up. Yay. All right. Well, you're playing Jen this week, I yes. guess. So, yeah, yeah, maybe. she's got some bye weeks. Yeah, probably not tending to her. Probably doing about the same amount of tending I'm doing, or which less. Is not, yeah, which is moving stuff around, but not really uh, competent enough to do trades. Yeah, but uh, I d- I did just kind of want to th- throw in. Uh, do you still have Randy Moss on your team? Yes, I do. <laughs> today, uh, in the news... I've heard... Well, I know. I, I'm telling them, uh, today in the news, Randy Moss got uh, waved by the Vikings, but that's not even the best part of the story. The best part of the story is where, uh, supposedly, one of the, the linemen on the Vikings was this big fan of this local restaurant. It was like a mom-and-pop, locally-owned, locally-run restaurant. Um Literally, the fan, the family owns and runs it, and uh, you know the the guy was talking to the team, and they got them in to cater a post practice meal. Randy Moss shows up and is like, uh, "Who the fuck ordered this? You know, and feed this shit to my dog." It was just like really nasty to these people. So. You know, anytime I see the Vikings, where apparently douchebags go (laughs) and no one else will take them, like Brett Favre. Brett Favre. Um. Oh. But yeah, that's that's just going to be my uh, running gag. Anytime I I play you, is I'm just gonna start talking about Randy Moss. I'm getting rid of Randy Moss at some point. I've got to at this point. (laughs) For a while there, I was all happy because I'm like, I've got Tom Brady as my backup, so you know. They kind of work in, you know, when he was on the Patriots, it's like, you've kind of got that synergy going there. Yeah. And then now, what's the point? Now he doesn't even have a team. No. Yeah. Unless there's some breaking news. But I'm not ESPN. Go check that shit out. I don't um, care. I'll just get rid of him. I need to to get a new wide receiver anyway. Is uh, Ojo Cinco still on your team? Yes. <laughs> Again, again, I was going to trade him, either him or T.O. because uh, I had bought, you know, I knew I was going to have a bye week at some point. Yeah. And I needed, you know, some diversity. Yeah, good luck trading him to somebody. Well, I mean, I wavered him in. We've got four people in the league. You know, yeah. it's not like, you know. Um, there's, there's some people I won't take on my fantasy team because I want them to die in a fire. Well, yeah. Like the, Brett Favre the, or the Terrell funny Owens. T.O. was, I, I looked at the. I looked at the scores. I think this was like week two or three. And I traded out. 
I actually put in like I I put in a waiver for Tia. No, I was trading off Shadow Chosenko, and I'm like, eh, he didn't have as many points as Tio. I cancel the waiver, and I trade off Tio. And then, like, the next week, he scores more points. Didn't, didn't you get, like, uh, Austin Colley out of that? Yes. Wasn't that the guy you picked up? And I, I was pissed for a while, because I was, you know, the way that waivers work is that it goes reverse in order of, of your rankings. Yes. And you were ranked ahead of me, but and I had picked up Colley before you had dropped it. Before you had dropped it. So, you know, cr- both chronologically and in order of ranking, I should have had him. But then he's, like, out for the season now anyway, so yeah. it worked out. I think, actually, I think what may have happened is if you guys had done any waivers before that, that will reset the waiver order. Right. Like, so, and and there, there's typically a two-day waiver, so we may or may not have put him in on the same day, but, you yeah. know, Who they knows? were in waiting. Who knows? It doesn't matter now. Austin, Austin Colley... Is a cult with a broken leg and needs uh, to be put down. He was good while he lasted. So I didn't know he was gone. So uh, perhaps I need to trade him off as well. <laughs> uh, see, this is where I'm getting to the point that I don't care. That, that is team throw people for in and fine. I'm, I've at least got good enough standing that you know. Who knows? See, I think what you should have done is you should have had, like, Randy Moss and Braylon Edwards and, uh, you know, trying to think of somebody else who is in trouble all the time. Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, Ben Roethlisberger. Um, uh. Oh, LeGarrette Blunt from uh, Oregon. He's He's got the, pant- the, pant- the patented... Uh, sucker punch. Then I'm gonna back up and uh, flap my arms real in a really strange way, like somebody hold me back. Love it. Uh, uh, he, he did it against Boise State when he was in college, and he did it again, uh, like during his brief stint with the Titans before they cut him because he did the sucker punch and then backing up. Somebody hold me back. Kind of stuff. I I. I could do a very convincing Garrett Blunt impersonation, I think. Why would you want to? I don't know. (laughs) Excessive celebration. In any case, I think that's going to do it for us for this time. Oh, yeah. So uh, stick around. We'll be back soon, a couple of weeks probably, with more random bullcrap. We need to do more random bullcrap. We do. Just to get back into the, the swing of that. But anyway. Yep. Well, we'll see you next time, guys.